Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Random Chatter. We have some reviews for you. We've got some movies and some shows, and we're going to talk about them. Uh, actually, I take that back. I don't know that we have any movies. I think it's all shows this I don't time. Think we, so when's the last time we recorded that we did I, I, something? I, I don't, I don't want to say. Uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> it, it, like, and I yes. feel back, I'm like, I haven't watched a lot of new stuff because I've been busy with other stuff, but I'm like, like yeah, a lot of of things on my list. I'm like, yeah, I want to see and Look at Eric's list. I'm like, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that too. That's my list. Uh, I felt bad because my list seems small, but when we recorded last, it was, um, last thing I ever saw the theater was black Adam. Yeah. And that was actually our last episode. So I went back and I was posting the stuff that we recorded this past Sunday night. Now that we're back for 20, uh, 2023. And I realized there was an episode I hadn't gotten posted yet from like late October. And that in fact was, um, I'm going to pull it up here. That was the episode where we talked about black Adam. (laughs) See three random chatter, three ninety five. Did we talk about no? So like, I don't think we talked about Wednesday. I don't think we talked about. Okay. Yep. Oh, wow. I should put that in for this then. Yeah, but that, yeah, I've seen half that. I haven't seen all of it, but I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I only went back like to mid December. I guess I needed to have gone back further. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We we've been we had a lot of stuff come up at the end of the year that we all had different schedule conflicts, and it just said, you know what, let's just put it on pause until after the first of the year. And yeah, now we're back, and, and we're, we're excited because we love doing this too. Yeah, we're we're sorry to do that. I hate that we did that. I am going to um actually pull up my list here to, to go back a little bit further did you see since we brought it up already did you see wednesday mm-hmm. i've seen about half of it um i okay. binged about half of it all at once and i got sidetracked with other stuff but yeah i love it it's amazing i was like yeah i'll watch it let's see what's going on and i got into it i'm like Ooh, i'll watch another one Ooh, i'll watch another one too Ooh, yeah keep going i'm like oh yeah, i gotta mm-hmm. go to bed but yeah it was it was a very well done well done show I thought so. I I was really surprised. I think I mentioned this briefly um, when we recorded Sunday. I was not expecting it to be that good. Um, I mean, I think I think it was Tim Burton at his finest. It had all of the Tim Burton esque style. I'm not a Tim Burton fan. I mean, you guys, I've said this before in the show. I and you know that was one of the things I'm like, "Eh, okay, let me give it a shot. Yeah, but some stuff he does that doesn't feel as Tim Burton esque as some things he does. I like. Yeah. It's just when they're all swirly spirals and Tim Burton, then I'm like, okay, I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this, this is really good. This, uh, this was good. I was surprised at how much I liked it. It had a kind of a good murder mystery feel to it. It was not predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was well written for the most part. It was well acted. The only thing is I didn't like, I didn't like Gomez and um, uh, what's her face. I forget the character's name, the mom and dad. Yeah, right, right. I just, um, I felt like they didn't have any more, chemistry. Morticia, right? Yeah, Morticia. Yeah. That that part didn't work for me, but that's it. Like, everything else in the show, nearly flawless. Yeah. And, and, you know, Jenna Ortega is just amazing oh, yeah. in the roles Wednesday. I'm like, I, I, okay. <laughs> yeah. She does a great job. Very much so. Okay, so I pulled up, I've been keeping a log of everything I've been watching. So I pulled up a list. Um, so looking back, uh, I think we talked at some point about Spirited. I think we did too, yep. So we must have recorded something that I'm forgetting. I hope I didn't I post something. I, I mean, that's such a that's such a, a niche 
you know, holiday type thing. But yeah. um, again, a new take on a very old story, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but well done. I enjoyed it. Did you, you know, see? Good, af- good afternoon. <laughs> That's right. We did talk about it because there's that whole discussion. So I must have. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if I double posted an episode. Oh, well. That's okay. Our listeners can can yell at me. It, it would not be the worst thing I've done in all of our years of podcasting. No. Uh, see how they run. I thought was really good. That was kind of that 19. What? I've not seen that. Thirties, 1940s murder mystery thing. Really, really good. Okay. Um, the menu was okay. The trailer looked really good for that. I didn't see it, but I really wanted to see that. Very. You're saying independent film. Like it was, it was high quality and I don't know that everybody would enjoy it. Okay. So I, it's, it's hard to describe everybody I've known who has seen it has loved it, but it's surprised me that everybody's loved it so far. I liked it. I thought it was good. Okay. But it was very, it was high on presentation and style and, um, perspective and things like that. And it was low on plot. Not that the plot was bad. It was just, the plot was very simple and it was very much about, uh, the, the presentation of the film, not visually, but. Okay. I mean, I was surprised cause I mean, you know, the names in there, I mean, Ray Fines and, um, um, Anna, Anna Taylor joy, mm-hmm. Anya Taylor joy. Yeah. Anya. Um, she, she Anya. says it's pronounced like aneurysm. So it's Anya, not Anya. <laughs> I saw that okay, in an like interview that. once and it stuck with me. I like that. Yeah. So Anya um, Taylor Joy. Uh, she's yeah. kind of one of the new hot properties since. Uh, yeah. And she does just, great in it. She, and that's the yeah, thing. She like, does. The performances are solid. Um, mm-hmm. And it's creative and it's clever. Like there are so many boxes it ticks. Story is not its strongest suit. The story is okay. It's, it's perfectly fine. But I think its strengths lie in the performances and in the artistic expression and things like that. Uh, Glass Onion. You saw that? Yes. Nope. Um, wanted to do. And I, I was like, hey, this is out now, finally. But then my wife and I have been having other kind of stuff in our DVR. And I'm like, ah, let's watch stuff we already recorded. So. Uh, you know what? We should maybe save Glass Onion for an episode of uh, Media Chatter. Mm. Yeah, it yeah, was so good. I know Tim's watching. I imagine uh, Robin's seen it too. So yeah, probably. Yeah, Glass Onion was really good. Um, a lot of people liked it better than Knives Out. Okay, so that's good. I and I still just don't understand that whole. You know, it it's a oh, sequel to Knives Out, but I'm like, it doesn't really need a sequel. Is it, you know, is it? It's the same. Ryan Johnson felt the totally same way. Different story. Yeah. He was very much. Yeah. So it was subtitled um, a knives out story or something. It was like glass onion, a knives out movie. And he's like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. Right. It's its own story. And he lost to the studio, mm-hmm. but uh, he agrees with you. And I agree with you as well. It's very much. It's a standalone. It, it's like the Agatha Christie stuff that, uh, What's his right, name started with, doing recently? Um, oh, the actor that Robin has a crush on. Oh, um, old guy. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, plays Perot. Yeah, yeah. Um, why am I? 
Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, I don't know his name. I'm looking up right now. Um, Kenneth Brodham. Yeah. You know? There you go. Thank you. I, 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 I was, oh, there it is. Okay. But yeah. Um, and, and that's, the same kind of, that's what I kind of try to put it towards. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that is the same concept that right. it's the same guy. We don't need to call it. A, it's not a, you know, they don't say it's, you know, Merlin Yorty Express, a, right. you know, Poirot novel. It, it, it's the same guy, but different stories. And that's it's what not a Knives sequel. Really is. It's just right. another story set in that world. Right. Because the Knives that. Out title pertained to the story that they told, not that, right. you know, if it was a, uh, what was the guy's name in Knives Out? Now I can't remember what. Um, yeah, um, I don't remember the main character's name, name. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. if it was that title, then okay, fine. I can see that. But I mean, Knives Out doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you know, people have to have that association, or else it doesn't doesn't <laughs> no, work. The, they they want that. The next one will be thing. a Knives Out Glass Onion movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, Glass Onion was really good. We'll talk about that in an upcoming episode of Movie Chatter. Um, mm. Give you a chance to watch it before we talk about it. Yeah, a- and, and uh, another thing I think we should talk about in in media chatter maybe is Kaleidoscope. Okay, I don't know anything about that one. You don't know anything about that. That is great. Let me tell you about Kaleidoscope. In Netflix's continued uh, attempts to think outside the box, we had uh, Bandersnatch from the Black Mirror series. It was kind of a choose-your-own-adventure thing on Netflix. And then we've had some Mm -hmm. other like little trivia movies and things like that. Um, they were like, how, how can we do something else? that's a little bit different. And so they came up with a nonlinear eight, I think it's eight episodes, eight episode story arc for a heist. So okay. the, there are no episode numbers. There are episode colors. And the first one <laughs> okay. is black. And that is just like a 90 second intro that kind of explains the premise. And then the final one is white. And all of the others, uh, green, yellow, orange, blue, violet, pink, they're randomized for each Netflix account. What? Yes. So, like, if I watch the second episode, that's well, they're they're calling it here, um, the yellow. I may see a different story than you saw when you watched yellow. No, no. Okay. So you said yellow is your second episode. So for me, yellow was well, like my IMDb. fifth up, ep- my fifth episode. So IMDb it shows them in order here. Okay, I guess it's the order. So yeah, I'm going to give yellow, everybody. Green. Everybody, grab a, a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen. Kids, ask your parents what those things are. Wait, I got to do work here? Come on. Yeah. I'm going to give you the chronological order. It's not really a spoiler. Um, here's a chronological order of the episodes. There's been a lot of talk online. Stephen King came out and, and posted this thing. Everybody's been talking about it, recommending people watch, watch it in chronological order. The producers have come out and said that's fine, but save white until the end. White is the episode in which the actual heist occurs. And white is the episode in which all of the different details 
of who actually did what, who betrayed who, things like okay. that are okay. revealed. So that and that, that kind of makes sense from a perspective of the spectrum, right? So I mean, black right. is the absence of color; white is all color together. Exactly. So you know, and I hadn't even caught that, Lou. <laughs> it's really good. You're right. Yeah, that science. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but, that, but that's literally what that is, really. Because exactly. Interesting. So here's the chronological list. Again, black is just intended to um, introduce you to the concept. Violet takes place 24 years before the heist. By the way, I'm I'm neglecting to point out a very important thing here. Giancarlo Esposito is the main character. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. He nails it, too, because everything we see him in, he's the bad guy. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, usually, usually he, yeah. he's a criminal here. So I guess you could argue he's a bad guy, but he's the protagonist. Like he's and oh, my gosh, he does so good in this. It's amazing. This series is really, really good. But Violet takes place 24 years before the heist. Next up is Green. That takes place seven years before the heist. After that is Yellow. That takes place six weeks before the heist. Orange. Takes place three weeks before the heist. Blue is five days before the heist. And then again, white is the heist, but save that for last. Then you have red, which takes place the morning after the heist. And then pink is six months after the heist. So yes, you will be watching... The day after the heist and six months after the heist before the heist itself. If you follow okay. chronological order, well, but with white last. So I'm still interested in how you say they're randomized for every account. So it's like I'm looking at my Netflix account right here right now, and it shows, um, you know, black, yellow, green, blue, orange, violet, red, pink, and then white. Mm-hmm. So it's got them in. Well, not not the order you gave, but you know, right? It, exactly. Is that is that the order you have on your? It's, I don't know. Nope, I'm going to pull mine up right now. I, mean, I, don't, I don't get that. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm slow here, but I don't get that. It. Uh, just take me to the show. Don't continue watching it, you silly, stupid. Here we go. Episodes <laughs> and info. Okay, so you started with what after black? Mine goes black, yellow, green, <laughs> blue, orange, violet, red pink and then white. Yep, mine is acting up. Okay, I'm not going to be able to tell you what mine is. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just curious how it randomizes. It's, I don't it's know. Very interesting. Very I, interesting I don't know it. how it does it. I've been told that they're all randomized. Okay. And I'm sure that some people are going to have the same list. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only so many different ways to do it, but you can watch them in any order you want. Mm-hmm. So and, watch black first and watch white last, you say, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, black is like a instruction. Thing. It's text. Like, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's just a, <laughs> hey, this series you can watch in any order you want. Blah, 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 blah. Like it's a. It's, oh, it's, no it's only one minute long. Okay. Yeah. It's one minute. Yeah. It's, it's like a title card cool. basically yeah I'll it is a really good that. series especially if you like heists but there's a mm. lot of depth to the characters um each one of these individual episodes set in the different time periods really gets into 
what's going on at that point, why it's relevant to everything going on. The the one in 24 years in the past and seven years in the past is obviously more kind of laying the groundwork for things. It's so good, though. It, hmm. It's okay. really, really good. I think I am on, uh, I think I've got three episodes left and then white. So I'm halfway through. Okay. So Kaleidoscope well, is my ever growing list on Netflix. Uh, I would fast track it. I'd recommend people bump it up on their list. Pretty okay. good stuff. Nice. The next one up is all the talk right now. And we mentioned it on random chatter on Sunday night when we were covering the news. And that is the last mm-hmm. of us. It is all the talk. I have not seen this at all, but it's on my list to say this is this looks really good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And now, I've I got never to played see, the games. I've never played the games, but I haven't either. Everybody's raved about them, and I think like when I finally got the game, I just wasn't in the headspace to do one of these uh, survival first person shooter type things, and and I was like, I'll get to it later, and then I just completely forgot about it. I did sit down mm-hmm. and watch all the cutscenes. On YouTube, yes, I cheated. Yeah, you mentioned that, yep. yep. But it gave me a further appreciation for what they're doing on the show. And it is really, really good. Um, the second episode aired just as we were done podcasting on Sunday. So I got to see the second episode. Really good stuff. It's, yes, it's kind of a, they don't call it zombie theme, but it fits in the zombie genre. Yeah. But it's yeah. not about the zombies so much it's in in fact they've toned down a lot of the action in the series to instead talk about the plight of what their mission is uh cool i mean and that's kind of what i you know you know and i've been on record on the show being down on the whole walking dead thing because it's been dragging for too long and the story goes nowhere and then when fear the walking dead came out i'm like oh a story about the how it happened fantastic i want to know that's that's (laughs) fantastic and it was like that lasted for like an episode and a half, and then it was like back to, I'm like, it's the same thing in the West Coast. I'm like, come on. Yeah. But having a story that has that element of a zombie-type creature in it and more talk about their mission and what they're doing and how they're doing it is all about, I'm all about that. That, that sounds yeah. really intriguing. There's uh, This is not the type of show where there are big plot twists and stuff like that, and that's fine. It's not meant to be. It's a really good story. The characters are compelling. I mean, there's a reason that this is such a popular video game, and it had nothing to do with the game mechanics. It's popular because there's a story. That's why it got turned into a series. I will say that some of the most important ways it deviates from the game is kind of to your point. So the pilot episode, there's a segment at the opening of the show that is set in like a late night talk show kind of thing not like a comedy talk show but like a a news related talk show in a studio with a studio audience and everything in like the 1960s where they're talking about you know uh they're talking to scientists and they're like well what if the world gets wiped out by a super flu or a virus or something like that and one of the scientists kind of scoffs at all that and says yeah we'll, we'll come up with a antivirus or whatever what really worries me is mycology the study of fungus Mm-hmm. And he gets into into that whole thing, and it doesn't affect humans. It affects other animals. They talk about uh, like a fungus that gets into ants' brains and causes ants to commit suicide, and and like 
run toward things that want to eat the ants and, and things like that. Mm, and, and there have been other studies. I didn't actually get into this in the show, but there have been studies, um, similar things with mice, where it will cause mice to become attracted to the smell of cat feces and it will go run toward the cats. So the cats okay. eat the mice and then that <laughs> helps uh, perpetuate the infection somehow, et cetera. And so the scientist is saying, that's what worries me. That is going to be what wipes people out. Uh, so it opens the show and it explains exactly, well, it implies directly what's going on. The second episode, and I wasn't expecting this, they continue that storytelling mechanic. So in yet another opening sequence that was not anywhere in the game, they go to, um, oh, where is it? Indonesia, somewhere in Asia, where they are, um, they have a mycologist who has spent her whole life studying it, and they find what they thought was maybe patient zero, and it turns out it's not. Somebody else infected this person. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of that perspective before things fell apart when they first discovered mm. it. And you get to see that perspective of things. And then it moves back into the, the proper show again. It is amazing. Okay. Hmm. Very good. Well, stuff. Cool. I mean, I really want to watch the, the show and I'm, I'm actually thinking about picking up the games now too. Although I'm confused by, uh, I'm looking on Wikipedia here and the the modern games, you know, from 2020 forward, um, it shows Last of Us Part 2 coming out in 2020, Last of Us Part 1 coming out in 2022. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Remastered. Uh, there was a remastered okay. version. Uh, I think that's what it's referring to. The original The Last of Us came out years and years ago. Oh, okay, yeah. Remake of the first game featuring, yeah, yeah Rise Gameplay. Okay. So I think the idea was they remastered it for the new consoles. Yep, yeah. PlayStation Five in September. Mm -hmm. uh, revised gameplay overhauled, intel artificial intelligence, improved performance. Yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely pick up the game, but the show is amazing. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, I know you said you haven't seen much. Is there anything that you did see that you want to no, hop so, in, I mean, or you want me to? I, well, you keep going down listening. list. I got some of the stuff that you have down down the end here that I definitely okay. have seen. Um, but yeah, we can just keep going right down the list. So last weekend, that 90s show came mm. out, which is a sequel to that 70s show, mm. and skipped right over that 80s show. And I am the only person that I have ever met in my entire life who has watched that 80s show. I've seen, I think, three episodes of it. I had heard it was there, but I never. It was abysmal. It. I think it was canceled. <laughs> I think it was yanked off the air after like its fourth or fifth episode. It did not even really? air everything wow. that. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was very bad. And that '90s show is marginally better. Uh, okay. I was I mean, not. That's what kind of gave me pause because I knew how bad '80 show was supposed to be. I never watched it, but I heard. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and this kind of like really, they actually went there. I'm like, oh, okay. I will say this: they kind of did it the right way. They were at least pointing in the right direction, so they captured okay. the nostalgia. They brought back some of the original characters, some just for cameos, but. Um, Eric's mom and dad are now the grandparents and they're the ones kind of keeping track of the grandkids. I never really got into that 70s show that much. I'm not a fan. I've watched a decent amount of it. But I, I, I like the 70s show when it was on. I mean, I thought it was a 
decent show. They did a good job of capturing the seventies. I thought. Yeah. See, I'm I'm not as old as you, as I like to point out at at every opportunity. You're like just that close to being as old as me. I know, I know, but the listeners don't need to know that, Lou. And yeah, and so okay. it makes me feel better when I can say, yeah, I'm I'm old, but I'm not that old. <sighs> just remember, Lou, you will always be older than me. I will be. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Uh, I don't like the '70s that much. So I guess I never clicked with that '70s show, and I know that that wasn't the point. And you know, it was mm. okay. And I feel like this does a good job of capturing what worked about that '70s show. But the problem is, it's now 2023. Sitcoms based around questionably written one-liners and kind of shallow humor. I I don't think it works. I think that the people who are hunting the nostalgia will find it. They'll like it for two or three episodes and then they'll be like, yeah, but there's no substance yeah, I mean, here and they'll leave. That kind of TV is kind of going away. Yeah. And the problem is the nostalgia, like the other characters, they make cameo appearances, but they're not going to stick around. It's mainly about these grandkids. Right. And of right. them, the the one granddaughter is a decent character. The rest are pretty disposable and pretty shallow mm-hmm. and pretty caricature-ish. The humor is, in my opinion, badly written, mostly. Some of it was okay, but right, I don't see right. it getting much better. And I don't think that the people who don't have nostalgia for it, the newer generations, are going to look at this and say, what is this nonsense? Mm. Well, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking about this. I'm like, are there any successful um, sitcoms out there now? I mean, sitcoms had their heyday, and, and they were, I mean, there was a long time when sitcoms were really, really viable. Oh, yeah. And people watched them and did a great thing. I mean, there was, you know, must-see TV on Thursdays for Absolutely. NBC was fantastic, right? I mean, we watched that. We watched the entire slate of scheduled shows that night. Yep. Friends, but How nowadays, I Met Your Mother, Seinfeld, yeah, Mad About You. There's not much out there as far as comedy goes right now. As far as How I Met Your Father, TV, I guess, is still on. Is it? Okay. Which I didn't know. Um, I mean, I mean, I tried watching one recently. It was, it was, it was a bowling one called "This Is How We Roll" or something like that. I'm like, okay, it's not. It, it, some of the comedy is funny, but I'm like, it doesn't. I'm not. This isn't the kind of TV we watch anymore. I'm like, yeah. this is the that style of show. I think has gone past. So the comedy with the laugh tracks and things like that, I think, are gone. Mm. What you have now, you get things like Mythic Quest. You get um, okay. Yep, yep. That's a comedy. You're right. Yep. Reboot on Hulu. I've watched a bit of it. It's not bad. Uh, it, it ironically, <laughs> it is about trying to relaunch a sitcom that okay. was popular ten or twenty years ago, and and now yeah. the actors have gotten older, and and they've got. But it's yeah, the whole okay. behind the scenes. Yeah, and, and then upload was another one out there, right? That was upload. comedy. Yep, and I yep. forgot about that too. Yeah, so, so I, I think the I guess, comedy yeah, is there not, are some, It's changed. It's yes. not the same as it was. Right? There's no laugh track. There's no you know people just hanging out in an apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I that whole era is gone, and I think that that's what this is trying to recapture. But I think there's a reason it's gone. We're not interested in that kind of storytelling anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's, I kind of wonder what happened to it and why it went away. I mean, I liked it then. You watch it now and you're like, 
yeah, you know. Yeah. It's just interesting how that that has that dynamic has changed for the shows. But yeah. I think what it is is maybe that our lifestyles have changed. And yeah. the way we go about our day-to-day lives has has changed. I mean, like for example, we spend more time on social media now than we do all hanging out at someone's apartment when we're in our early 20s or whatever. We still do that, but I think the social connectivity that we have is less based around face-to-face situations. It's mm-hmm. still there, but it's not like we look at it differently now. I say we, and I sadly mean younger generations. Um, because then the rest of us, as we get older, you know, married children, maybe not children or the children mm-hmm. grow up and move mm-hmm. out. And then, you know, it's married couples hanging out with other married couples and it's all that kind of thing. And we're too, we're too tired and decrepit to laugh at anything. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. It's fine. I mean, this is a whole different show topic and maybe we can do this sometime on Ram chatter, like discussion show, but um, even watching shows that were popular back in the day, whether they were not dramas really per se, but you know, action type shows been in the day watching them now, it's like cringeworthy, not even just the story, but, you know, the cinematography and the way they, they blocked out scenes and the way yeah. they did establishing shots. So like I was, I think I mentioned before, I was watching a uh, six million dollar man on yeah. one of the retro channels. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is how they shot. I mean, I've seen YouTube videos better than this stuff. It's like, and this was a popular show at the time. And this really was, this was people watch six million dollar man, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like, you watch the establishing shots. It's like, Oh God, that's just how horrible to see. It's like, it's my bad. God. Yeah. And, you know, Night, Night Rider, I'm sure, is just bad. But then again, you get stuff like like the original Star Trek series. It's like, okay, they filmed that a lot better than they filmed <laughs> this other stuff that was Ironically, you know, popular, you know, 20 years later than what that one was. Like, yeah. Wow. It, it's just, it's rough. And even going back and, you know, trying to get someone who hasn't seen Babylon 5 to watch Babylon 5. Like, the writing is still good. Mm, and mm. I would say incredible. But the production quality, like we went f- right from Babylon 5 that ended and then we immediately got Battlestar Galactica. And that was, I think, the bookends of the old and the, mm-hmm, the bookend mm-hmm. going into the new as far as the way stuff like that was made. But yeah, I, think- and I just did a rewatch of B5 just to get that out of my belt again. And it, I give it a lot of passes on the production quality because, I, you know, I knew what they were doing with for yeah. CGI and stuff back then. But it wasn't horrible maybe i just give it more pass than it deserves but i'm like it wasn't horrible <laughs> there's there's yeah. worse cgi stuff out there but yeah. fortunately with the exception of the, most of the first season uh the writing made up for mm-hmm. it so oh, that yeah. was good yeah, but if you look at good. other comedies and stuff and again we'll, we'll save the rest of this for random chatter um yeah. like a discussion show some other time but family guy does okay simpsons does okay but they don't have laugh tracks. So I think that right, comedy right. it's it's not a yeah. Yeah, I think the laugh track thing was not evergreen. Uh I think if Scrubs were on the air today it would still do okay because it had a little bit more substance to it, some mm-hmm. some dramatic moments, character development, things like that. Like it it was more than just a bunch of one-liners. In fact, there were almost no one-liners. The one-liner comedy I think is what's died. So, yeah, I think people expect more from the writing. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see what else. Uh, the Recruit. I've only seen an episode or two of this. This is also on Netflix uh, about this guy who joins the CIA. Um, is in a little over his head, but manages to get things done mostly. Like he's the guy who goes into a room and gets the crap beaten out of him. <laughs> and barely crawls out of the room alive and, and then holds up the thumb drive and says, hey, as he was pummeling my face, I grabbed the thumb drive from his pocket and hands it to his boss and collapses on the floor. Like, he's kind of that. That's not an actual scene from the show, but, like, that's kind right, of, right. you know, I'm I'm just going to fail until I succeed kind of thing. And it was really good. I, again, can only speak for the first episode or two, but I plan to keep watching it. Okay. Good series. Uh, I started watching the third season of Jack Ryan and I got distracted. And I, I want to watch that really badly, but I watch it with my wife because we watched the first season together and she had so much of the stuff on the DVR that we had to clean off that I'm like, oh, can't we start? Can't we start this? She goes, no, let's watch this first. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so those DVRs, they're so bad because it's like you have to do house cleaning on your DVR. And well, I can't watch the new thing because this old stuff is going to fall yeah, it, off it if I don't. It doesn't fill up as fast as it used to, and they, they actually don't drop some because it's all virtual now, and it, it's fine. Right. But it's still the pressure of oh, we got to watch this old stuff. I'm like okay, yeah, <laughs> but there's so much new stuff. I don't want to see that. Well, Jack Ryan, for those who haven't seen it, is an incredible series. It's phenomenal. Season one was fantastic, and uh, season three looks to be really good. Yeah. So oh, that's um, right. Yeah. 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 We talked about the Bad Batch on mm-hmm. Horse Chatter, so that's back. Um, the Traitors. So, this is on Did Peacock. Not see anything about that? Okay. No, no, nor would you have. It's a reality show. <laughs> okay. I, I watch some reality shows. I watch very few, but I do find the ones fascinating where there is some sort of a intentional deception or betrayal component to it, like the mole. Okay. Things like that. Okay. Yep. Uh, The first season of the circle was interesting from a psychological and sociological point of view. And then season two was kind of, and then season three was, Oh my gosh, what happened to my life that I'm watching something like this. (laughs) So I very quickly stopped watching that, but things, that kind of fall under that sort of line. So this is a, um, a series that is set in Scotland, all American contestants. It's hosted by Alan Cumming, who is a Scot. Uh, you probably know him best as Nightcrawler from X-Men two. Okay. But he's of course done a lot of other things. He's like, you know, classically trained mm-hmm. UK actor, et cetera. Um, So he is the host and he hosts them in a castle in Scotland and they go out and do these different challenges and stuff. And honestly, the challenges, uh, some of them are pretty challenging. So they're interesting to watch. They're not just these dumb little, you know, dig around in the sand on the beach until you find five shells and then race back to the finish line. Not not dumb stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Of all of the contestants, which includes former reality show stars, um, Big Brother, Housewives of Beverly Hills, things like that, along with normal okay. people. Okay. Uh, three of them have secretly been selected to be the traitors. 
So what happens is at the end of each day, the traders get together and kill someone, kill, you know, air quotes, eliminate right. them from the show. Right. Yep. So by the end of the show, if all of the traders get voted out, then whoever's left wins the prize money. Otherwise, if any of the traders are left by the end of the show, then the traders, however many there may be, steal the pot and they get the prize money. So each night, everybody sits around and votes to see who they think a traitor is. They vote someone off. And then if they don't vote, well, even if they do, if there are still traitors left, then the traitor also kills someone that night and they are no longer participating. Okay. So it's. So far, it's that's been kinda, pretty good. That's kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, I would say it and the recent Mole reboot have been decent enough for reality TV that I'm not okay. embarrassed to watch them. We'll say that. <laughs> have you watched... I'm going to say no. You have not watched Willow. No, I've got no desire to see Willow, to tell you the truth. Well, Lou, that's because you have taste. Ooh, wow. Wasn't expecting that. Uh, I'm only halfway through the season and each episode I watch, I become less and less interested in it. Really? Okay. I will finish it. Because... Now, were you a fan of the original? Uh, the yeah. Movie? Yeah. Okay. I thought the original, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yep. It's a See, family I never really friendly. Watched the original. It was never, never my kind of thing. I didn't really, I was like, eh, whatever. I've never been a, a huge fan of fantasy. It was okay. I, I grew okay. to like the original, um, and it's probably, there's a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in it, maybe, but the the series is, it's very okay. It is solidly okay. It doesn't suck. It's not a bad okay. series. Um, if you like it, more power to you. And maybe I'll okay. like it by the end of the season. I don't know. It just, like, it hooked me at first and then continued to lose me bit by bit with each episode. Mm, okay. So, we'll see. Murderville, speaking of reality shows, Murderville had a Christmas episode. Which is still worth going back and watching. Is. You don't know what Murderville is. So, Murderville is a show on, I believe it's Netflix. Please be Netflix, because I don't want to be wrong. On Netflix... Hosted by Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Okay, I see. Yeah. Will okay. Arnett plays a detective. He has to solve the murder each episode. So he follows the script, and the other actors follow the script, but the guest detective they bring in has no script, Lou. They don't know what's going on, and they just have to play along. I like it. I love it. I like that concept. That's fantastic. So one person is absolutely clueless and is, is suckered into doing all of these it absolutely just, ridiculous things. <laughs> just and, go along with it and ad lib. Yeah. Yep. And then they have to, by the end of the episode, they have three suspects and they have to identify the murder. Murderer. And they have all kinds of cool guest stars. Uh, it's, it's really, really good. I highly recommend it. If you have any interest in improv at all, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's worth watching. It is very kind of cute and lighthearted and funny and cool. definitely That's worth awesome. going out of your way to watch. So they had a Christmas episode. And in the Christmas episode, they actually brought in three celebrities. One was Jason Bateman. And then Maya Rudolph. 
And then um, <laughs> very briefly at the end, uh, oh, who's the guy from Saturday Night Live that was dating Ariana Grande? Grande. Um, oh, uh, Pete Davidson. Yes, Pete Davidson. They bring him in like right at the last minute. Hey, nice of you to show up. Who's the murderer? And he's like, I, I don't know. I just walked in the room. What are you talking about? Like it was kind of that level of silliness. Okay. But it's good. That sounds cool. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out. Definitely the Christmas stuff and the real one, because that seems like a pretty cool show. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of fun. Speaking again, of 30-minute episodes, it's really yeah, short. Yeah, that's that, that's pretty easy to go with. Um, speaking of Christmas stuff, um, did you happen to catch the Lego Masters Christmas uh, series they did? You know, I didn't notice they did it until a few days ago, and I just, um, I think I still have to catch up on them. I watched the first of them. I think there's only three episodes of it but yeah okay. they brought back uh they paired celebrities up with past um contestants of lego yeah. masters oh i think i watched two three episodes nobody got nobody got tossed it was just three episodes where they all did different um uh challenges and you mm-hmm. know lego masters i i've really enjoyed the show progression because the challenges have gotten better and yeah. more difficult and like wow these guys are really impressive builders and there was one progressing one season that i felt was a little weak i don't remember what season are they on now are there three seasons i think they just think they just did three yeah i think maybe two was a little bit weaker than one yeah the second season i thought was good challenges was good good, worth watching and three i thought stepped up the game as far as their creativity what they what they wanted to do you know put water in something i'm like holy christ they did some amazing stuff yeah three was great uh yeah the christmas one uh the ones i watched so far were really good and i love the fact that the guy they brought back from first season actually got a job working yeah in where is it denmark where the lego headquarters i believe, is? I believe it is yeah, as, a, yeah, yeah. as a lego designer that's amazing yep he like, looks what, so happy cool yeah yeah that's awesome and and uh we actually had some of the people from the first season on an episode of random chatter we did yes yeah a couple of years yep. ago so it really is a good show. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've kind of, it, it's funny because around Christmas time, um, I, I really fell down the Lego rabbit hole hard. I picked up one of the Lego sets, <laughs> that, like the little Christmas house. It's called Santa's visit. Their Christmas stuff is pretty cool. They're and then I picked yeah. up another one where it's got like a bookstore and a toy store and a little trolley car. And then, I got little little freebie that came with it, which are a couple of elves outside. And I thought, you know, I always wanted to have one of those, um, you know, those little Charles Dickens Christmas Village uh, mm-hmm. display things. Uh, Robin, Tim's wife, has a really impressive one that he always hides. Like yeah. Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> but I've always wanted one of those for decades. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Why don't I get a Lego one? Because part of it, too, is, you know, I'm. My son is away from me most of the time, and he's really big into Lego. So for me, that kind of reminds me of him, too. Mm-hmm. Then I went back and looked at how long they've been doing the Winter Village stuff for. They've been doing it for like 15 years or something in some Really? Form. I had no idea. And if you go back and look at the prices, Lou. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. Sure. So they're much smaller sets, like half the size of these, and they're like $450 a piece. Wow. It's like, oh, not doing that. How about I just get like the modular buildings for the city and then I'll just put some snow at the top of the building in the winter. Sprinkle in some some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Then I started looking at some of those. Some of them 
are up in like the $2,000 range. Holy Christ. Oh, yes. Exactly. Some Good are not. Lord. There are a lot that are in the three to $500 range, but even then. Even crazy. that's pretty, yeah. But I think from now on, I might pick up the new ones each year as they come out and just build mm-hmm. slowly going forward. The only one I want to go back and get is the theater. Because the lighting kit for it, it's like an old-fashioned theater with a sign out front and all the lights going oh, up, cool. the vertical sign, and they flash. Yeah. And it's got like the poster, like the marquee stuff and all that. And the lighting kit for it looks really cool. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to save up and get one set mm-hmm. that's old, that's the one I'm going to get. They've nice. got like cars and stuff too, like little 1999 you know, cheap car sets that are the same scale as <clears> the city <throat> stuff too. Oh, cool. So, yeah. yeah it, it's amazing the transition that, like, just a total different topic again, but transition they've had over the years of what they've gone from and what they're going towards. And, you know, there's just more and more stuff. They're adding more and more details, and there's yeah wicked cool stuff you can do with Legos now. And you see people on, on YouTube that have built these ginormous cities in their in their houses. Oh, my just, gosh. Wow. Yes. Some cool stuff out there. And, like, they're building, like, motorized trains and like custom Mm -hmm. mountains Mm -hmm. and tunnels and yeah some of it's amazing my son got me um the chess set for christmas oh and it's cool cool because you can put the chess pieces inside the chessboard and uh it's actually pretty cool and they've got like bonsai trees and they've got you know fender guitar yep and the trees uh, and the the flowers and stuff are pretty cool they've got a as, starry like, a night by vincent have. van gogh that you can actually hang on the wall if you I've want i've seen that yep yeah yep. i i've thought i thought about and i can say this my wife listens to our show um getting my wife for christmas <laughs> or you know her birthday whatever the the, the lego map oh yeah um, that's a wall hanging too because it's really cool like we could do that and put up you know little things of where we've been snappy kind of kind oh, of fun. yeah i didn't think about you know? that um, pop one of the little, like, cause it's all those little circular dots, pop one out and put like yep, a, a red yep. one in for places you've been. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like, how would she take that though? It's like, it's a Lego, <laughs> but it's, it's for you, honey, but we can build it together. It's for yeah, you it's... because I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, battle bots is back. Yes. Yes. This is one I've definitely been keeping up with. Good, um, good, good. We found something Lou's watched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're covering three months of shows, and we found one that Lou's watched. That's good. I mean, I mean it's about old stuff, unfortunately. But yeah, um, okay. yeah I know this season of BattleBots is pretty cool. I mean, they're back yeah. to They did the, what they had, the, the, the giant bolt that they did as a kind of a interim series um, yeah. between last season and this season, and then back to the giant nut again. And they're, I like the way they're doing this, the, um, the brackets this year to get into yeah. the into the championship. They're doing they're letting everybody know who they're fighting up front. So you know what your right. next four uh, battles are. Everybody gets four battles before they decide on who's going to be in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And it, it I like the way they're going through. They're showing each one and they're showing the battles and tell you if they're you know, now they're one and zero and these guys have beat them and what the next three battles are going to be and if they're you know easy teams, hard teams. It's really cool stuff. I like the way they're doing this. It's almost like you and Tim and I could sit down and, and kind of map out our picks in advance and then. Well, we could, we could, you know, put down prediction of who's going to win what battle. Yeah. I've been kind of wrong on a lot of those lately. But <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the nice thing about battle bots too, is you never know what's going to go wrong. 
right. with one of the bots or you know someone turns left and instead of thing, turning right and they end up right into the mouths of yeah. and the funny thing is you don't know this this season too especially because i think these teams have gotten better at predicting what they're going to need to do um for upcoming battles and yeah. changing out weapons changing out armor changing out the way they're doing their drive system or whatever um and you know they're much more prepared, I think they have been in the past, or at least as far as what we can see. Yes. Um, of how they're getting to this and and what's going on. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just it, it. We should probably map out our our picks of who's in what battles, and because everything's online, you can see everybody's four battles are going to hit. Yeah, um, it could be fun. I mean, you know, fun. we don't have a movie draft right now, so. Yeah, well, and we'll do our we'll do our brackets once the tournament gets announced. Yeah, for the, uh, that's always fun. The I like doing 64. that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so it, and on the same topic, so so Tim is actually heading coming down this way uh, this weekend, uh, him and his wife, and um, there is a BattleBots style arena here in Connecticut. Um, they're not affiliated with BattleBots, but um, a lot of the same players play in the same arena. It's, it's the Norwalk Havoc Robot Fighting League, yeah. and um, they uh, Jameson Go, for example, uh, one of the one of the guys that does a Saw Blaze in BattleBots. Oh, Saw Blaze! I'm like, which uh, yep. bot is yep. that? I really like Saw Blaze. He's going to be there. Um, He's really his, good. Too. He's one of the better his, drivers. He is. He and, and this is different. So they have, uh, if you look up BattleBot stuff in, on Wikipedia and kind of see the whole robot fighting thing in general, there's different weight classes. And BattleBots is the premier, you know, heavyweights, two hundred fifty pound robots. Whereas we have um, in Norwalk, I think they do the featherweight, which is three pound. They oh. do a they do a three pound, a fifteen pound, and a thirty pound, maybe three pound. So, yeah, and that's not even the lightest weight. There's, I mean, there's two really and a half. It's got to be the battery. Well, yeah, I mean, some of these are three D printed plastic, um, you know, bots, but they they do fighting with it. Um, wow, it, it, it's funny. There's like six different weight classes. I think it is, um, and some start out as low as a pound or a half pound. I think it is. Wow, I'm gonna look it up right now. What we're talking here. Um, that but sounds like it, a lot it, of it's fun. Cool. It does, and then this will be the first time seeing it in person. We're going to get down for the day um, and kind of see it's, it's a tournament they're having starts at like 10 a.m. and goes till whenever. We're not going to stay to the end because we have hockey game tickets at night, too, but... Um, well, if they allow you to take video of any of the battles... Oh, yeah, if I can, I will. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see some of that. Can't imagine three pounds, or lighter, you said. Yeah, I'm trying That's to find the website crazy. that had... Um, I mean, what are they running watch batteries or something? I mean, and I think a lot of them are like pre pre built bots you can buy that you may customize a little bit type thing. Yeah, in these smaller classes. Um, yeah, so huh. they have robot fighting classes. They have nano weight, which is twenty five grams. Wow, <laughs> that's light. Flea weight, which is seventy five grams. Ant weight, which is one fifty. Beetle weight, which is one point five kilograms. I think that's where we start at in, in Norwalk. And they have a 13 kilogram, 100 kilogram one. And they go up from there, I believe. Hmm. Um, yeah, BattleBot shows 60 pound, 120, 220, and 340. Well, Lou, you have a 3D printer. <laughs> yeah. I don't have thousands of dollars to pump into a robot, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> but Print I, I thought about it. I was like, mm, okay. You, you could do like the cool. beetle weight. Yeah. There'd be something cool to, to yeah. play with. Mm. So, um, two things I discovered very recently. Okay. Um, through my girlfriend. 
So shout out to her. One Hello. is something that she's been trying to get me to watch for a long time, and she'd mentioned it a few times. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to that someday. And uh, you've heard of Critical Role? Mm-hmm. So it's a YouTube channel where they do um, D&D, like almost professional level D&D stuff. It's popular enough to the point where they have uh, their own product line and there are modules for D&D that are, are focused around them. And they have an animated series, all this kind of stuff. So she was trying to get me to watch the animated series. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. And I'm thinking something like when Ricky Gervais did an animated version of his podcast, you know, where they're like okay. sitting around a table. It's him and Stephen Merchant. And, uh, and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, some YouTube channel decided to animate some of their stuff. Then I get this uh, ad on Amazon Prime for the second season of The Legend of Vox, Ma uh, Vox Machina. I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. So. I watched the first episode of the first season. Thought, wow, this is really good. And then said, you know, by the makers of critical role. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm in so <laughs> much trouble. So I had to go back to her and say, hi, I found this new show that I, I really like. She's like, yeah, I've been telling you for like <laughs> 10 years to watch it now. And I'm like, uh, sorry, but it's really good. Uh, a lot of voice actors on it that, surprised me david Tennant, and really wow i mean like in smaller roles uh billy boyd and dominic monaghan uh from lord okay. of the rings and lost yep, yep. and stuff um indira oh, i never remember her last name she was in rome and game of thrones and torchwood um and uh andor she played the imperial officer that sacrificed herself oh uh yeah, yeah so andor yeah. can um, escape mm -hmm. Yeah, she's I don't remember her name been in a lot yeah. of things. Um, so she does one of the voices, and uh, anyway, so lots of different voice actors that are recognizable. But it's it's funny, like it's definitely adult. Um, I mean, you've got an f bomb in the same sentence as an s bomb within like five minutes mm -hmm. of the show, so it's like, oh, okay, that's the signal that the kids need to leave the room now. Yeah, right. Uh, it's really good though. And funny. Okay. There's a, there's a lot of, it is not a comedy, but there is a lot of comedy in it. Okay. Cool. So it's a lot of fun. So there was that. And then there was a police drama set in England called no offense. And, uh, it's also really good too. It's a BBC production. Okay. I think BBC four. So mm -hmm. it was good. Very um, different from our stuff here. Yeah, their stuff is usually different, but yeah. usually very good too. It's more Comedy's realistic. A little, a little like as as yeah, a former police officer, it, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. this actually makes sense. Our stuff is so over dramatized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What What else um, have you seen? Anything you else? had mentioned earlier? Before I, I I have not finished the season of it, but the new season of Mythic Quest dropped at some point on oh, yeah. TV in the fall. Um, it was nothing about that long. Um, yeah. but that's picking up where it left off. Still, still mm -hmm. good season. Um, yep. I did get to the first episode of the new Night Court. Oh, is that um, out already? Yeah. I didn't know um, about that. I found out about that about four stuff. hours ago. I heard about it the, the day it was coming out. I'm like, oh, it's on today. I'll, I'll give it a shot. It's not bad. I mean, I looked, I love the original Night Court back when, um, yeah. um, Harry Stone was, was the, was the, uh, 
character name for the for the judge. Yeah. Thought he was great. Um, it's now supposed to be his daughter um, taking on the night court, played by Melissa role. Rauch from right Big from Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Yep. And um, John Larroquette is reprising his role as um, an attorney because yeah. he was he was the prosecutor, and I think he's picking up the role of defender now. Interesting. <laughs> so, Different, different kind of thing, and yeah, you know, the first one was okay. I gotta watch more of it to see if it's gonna be okay or not. It, yeah, it, it's not the same. Like we talked about before, sitcoms are not really the thing anymore. So I don't know if it's gonna really play out, but yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Which so network is it on? So that uh, NBC, I believe. Ah, uh, so I might find it on Hulu. Um, I no possibly. longer have cable. I canceled my cable back on the phone. You did? Huh? Yeah, I have not yeah. done it yet. Because I thought, oh, I should get it again, and then I got it, and I'm like, yeah, now I can watch all this streaming stuff, and then I realized I wasn't, and then I canceled it, and now there's stuff I want to watch. Uh, Night Court, uh, yeah, NBC, yep. Okay. So, maybe on Hulu. Yeah. Or Peacock, no, actually Peacock, probably, Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, Peacock. Okay. That's where it should be. Um, and I think that's really it for stuff I've seen recently that's been out. Um, I'm still watching, um, La Brea, yeah. Yeah, not crazy about it, but I feel like I just want to see where it's going, <laughs> so I keep watching that. Um, uh, Manifest is one that I want to see where it's going now that they've picked it up for the final season on Netflix. I stopped that a while ago. I'm not sure why, but I got bored with it. I got halfway through the first season, and I'm like, okay, I can see that there are directions this could go, but mm. there's one of the things where I got that. the vibe that it was going to go away and so many nbc shows had died like yeah. that that were sci-fi yeah uh, surface and a few other ones i'm like eh, okay but then i'm like i don't want to get invested <laughs> especially anything with like that mystery box right, concept right. to it but this one they they are allowing to finish okay so good. you know i like Maybe that style of show and like you said so mm-hmm. rarely do we get one that actually comes to a conclusion that this might be my only chance right right to yeah. uh oh and, pick back up again to that point, 1899 has been canceled. Yeah, I watched the first episode of that, and I'm going to continue. I want to finish it out. Yeah, uh, Tim said we should. Season's really good, yeah. But um, it's one of the things where Sharon's like, uh, let's watch stuff we already have recorded. I'm like, oh, this looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> so If you do that, Lou, you're always going to be behind. I Just know, tell Sharon right. that. And then Sharon will <laughs> say, that's true. You can go sleep on the back deck tonight. I'll just delete the stuff on the DVR that we haven't seen that's old, and she'll forget about it. Oh, no. It crashed. <laughs> Look, Darn, I don't know what it, it. partially crashed. Only, only <laughs> some of it's gone. Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah, oh, well. That's about it for what I've seen new stuff-wise. Really, I don't think I've seen anything else. But Okay. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode, then. Um, you know, we've got, uh, we got to talk Glass Onion. And Kaleidoscope mm-hmm. on media. Yeah, channel. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to put that on my list. And that's what I can watch it. I won't even tell Sharon. Now you'll be. Yeah, you'll hate it. Don't don't watch <laughs> this one with me. Watch Glass Onion first so we can cover that first. And then we'll set okay. up the following episode to do Kaleidoscope. Because I'm sure Robin's yeah. got to catch up on that, too. But I, I'm almost certain she's seen right. Glass Onion. And then, of course, we have Quantum Mania coming out. Yep, got my tickets already. And then there's a bunch of stuff coming out in February, too. I mean, we have the new um, season of Picard coming out in February oh, right. sometime soon like that. Mm-hmm. And something else I was going to drop in February, too, right? Something new sci-fi that was uh, like a second or third season of. 
Um, the Mandalorian comes out. I think it's March first. Oh yeah, March first. Uh, yep, yep. That's coming out too. Yeah. So you know we've got some some good stuff coming down the pipe. So yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Random Chatter. Though uh, we're going to be back again Sunday night with more news. And I've already been pulling a couple of things aside. We have a couple more cancellations, a couple more news items. Okay. So we're going to be bringing that back on Sunday night. We'll have more reviews for you as well. And uh, we need to get with Robin and figure out when she's available because we are bringing back media chatter as well. There's lots of stuff to cover there. So, yes, if you haven't already done so, go to randomchatter.com slash discord and join our discord community. Um, lots of channels there. You can participate in discussions about pretty much anything you want. Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Doctor Who, Star Trek, etc. So, um, again, randomchatter.com slash discord. And otherwise, just uh, hit the site there and see what other podcasts you might want to pick up and put in your podcast feed. That's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, take care.